All right, well, welcome to another bonus episode that we're going to tentatively call somewhat interesting, even though... It's definitely interesting. Yeah, even though I think this movie is definitely more than somewhat interesting. Well, why don't you tell them what movie it is? Yeah, so we're going to talk about Bobcat Goldthwait's new movie, Willow Creek. Um... So it's available, I think, in some theaters, maybe. We watched it on video on demand, like most of the other movies we yeah, talked about. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. I honestly, I kind of want to look to see if it is in theaters, because I know it was like premiering on demand, Yeah, I thought. Well, when so, I heard somewhere else was talking about it, and I know that they said it's in some theaters. Really? Would you, Hey, really quick, would you have wanted to see this in the movie theater? Like... Do you think that would have changed your experience at all? No, I don't think it would have changed my experience. I would say knowing after seeing the movie now, no, I would not have wanted to see it in a theater. Oh, but you would have been interested. beforehand, I probably would have. Okay. And I think mainly because, and this is, a you know, I think a good summation of the movie if you haven't seen it or unfamiliar with it. Um, and, And even before I do that, I would go ahead and say, see it if you can. I mean, the movie is an hour and 20 minutes at the most. That's right. with credits. So it's not very long. You know, $7 might be a little much if you're watching it on video demand. But, I mean, it's $7. Yeah. And did you already, like, it's like. Blair Witch for Bigfoot. Right, yeah. So it's that yeah, that's basically the the one line summation of the movie. It's the Blair Witch project about Bigfoot. Um so going into it, like I saw Blair Witch in theaters when it first came out. So did and I. I loved it. It was an awesome experience. Yeah. So knowing that that's what this movie was is about or was about, I probably most definitely would have wanted to see it in the theater. Kind oh. of like maybe like a paranormal activity you know experience yeah. or like Blair Witch experience where you just it's a scary movie with a bunch of people in a theater those are always fun um but i well i guess we'll just go we'll just go right into it um because that's kind of not what the movie is right um i think i think it i mean do you get the sense like so it follows the same structure is Blair Witch right. where you have in in Willow Creek it's a boyfriend girlfriend they're driving into Bigfoot country for his birthday mm-hmm. he apparently is some huge Bigfoot like do you f- I feel like he's kind of like a Bigfoot hipster right don't you get the sense he's yeah, not a fanatic the so setup much is as- a little weird because I think for the most part, it, when you think about like a Bigfoot fanatic, you're thinking about someone that lives in like a more rural area, right? A little bit on the unstable side, right. maybe. Whereas this, this is just a young couple, and the guy happens to like really be into Bigfoot, and and that's a that's a kind of a conceit of the movie that doesn't really work to me because like these this couple is dating, um, right? And they've been dating long enough. To where, you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but they've been dating long enough to where he feels comfortable proposing to her. And yet at the beginning of the movie, she's, it, maybe I'm misremembering it, but she seems somewhat surprised at how, like, into, into Bigfoot he or, oh, is. Oh, okay, yeah. Right? 
Yeah, well, I kind of get the sense that maybe he, you know, Bobcat Goldthwait wanted it to come off as this was something that he'd like bring up at parties and she always thought it was kind of yeah. like quirky and funny. And now that he's out in making the, a documentary about it, right <laughs> in in the wilderness, he's kind of letting his yeah. kind of Bigfoot freak flag fly. Yeah. And it's kind of creeping around a bit, but he doesn't really commit. Either way, I feel like on the main male character in the sense that he's not overwhelming you with his knowledge. Mm -hmm. And he he at some point points kind of winks at the camera, I think, you know, even a scene with him like um, fake interviewing a big statue of Bigfoot and this like weird guy comes up. He's like, it's serious. Yeah. You know, stop. Stop doing that. And um, so you don't know which fence, which side of the fence he really falls on. Obviously, I think he really does want to believe in Bigfoot, mm-hmm. but he doesn't strike me like you said as a as your atypical, unbalanced Bigfoot fanatic. So I, I was kind of mixed, especially at the beginning, to know is this a guy who's kind of he knows how silly this is right or he seems a little naive he's a true believer yeah he seems naive yeah absolutely um so the movie is like you said it it follows the blair witch structure loosely right because ultimately it spends more time with this couple in town than it does in the woods them being in the woods or lost in the woods mm-hmm. um and that is ultimately my biggest problem with the movie you know i i like i said i recommend it and i liked it and i did enjoy it um but i also asked or i also uh suggested it to uh one of our friends marco and he watched it and um he was you know at, at thinking about it afterwards and talking with him a a little bit afterwards he was bored during the first part of it yeah um and it and and i would say out of like an hour and 20 minute movie you're probably spending 50 minutes of that at least with this couple in town kind of just like seeing the sights and talking to people yeah whereas the real uh suspense comes from in blair witch at least with you know, this group of people being lost in the woods, being chased, having, you know, scary noises uh, be made around them in the dark or whatever. So have you, has that struck you in any way at all? Or were you, were you fine with that, with the pacing? I mean, with that being said, I still like the stuff with them in town and I still think it's good. And it's, I think it's a well acted and written sort of, relationship examination of their relationship yeah i i thought it was more funny obviously than blair witch i think blair witch did a good job of slowly cranking up that tension from those in town scenes and obviously they weren't in town for as long but the people they bump into are weird and strange and the interviews are shorter mm-hmm. whereas in willow creek they bump into fewer people and the interviews go longer mm-hmm. and i feel like at least at one point you know they interview this old man who has this story about his dog 
getting mm-hmm. kind of ripped apart. But he's unwilling to say it's Bigfoot. And he tells the entire story. And I was, you know, the scene itself feels like it's like three to five minutes long. Mm-hmm. I was with it for the first, yeah, you know, 30 seconds. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of the next minute I'm like, all right. And then afterwards you are kind of left with, well, why, why did Bobcat leave that in, yeah. you know, versus like the Bigfoot expert that they go see who has this, these weird mannerisms. He talks mm-hmm. weird. Like that guy worked great. Yeah. And so I, I don't, I guess I liked it because like you said, the two characters I thought were interesting. I thought the guy was really funny. Um, yeah. He's a, he's kind of a goofy guy. Yeah. He's a goofy he's guy. Very, he's funny. He's really to laugh likable. At. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so that kind of pulled me through that, but I didn't feel like they were in any way ramping up tension, you know, right. Blair, Witch was setting up what was coming and I think doing it very intentionally Whereas Willow Creek, I think, was more, uh, it kind of felt like padding it out a bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah, I don't know if Bobcat just wanted to subvert the genre that way and shorten the scares and lengthen that and kind of have fun in terms of filmmaking that way. Or if he just kind of ended up with less footage that he could use in the second half yeah, and filled out the first half. But it still it still worked for me. It was a little draggy though. Yeah, yeah. So so this couple they show up into town. They're seeing the sights. They're talking to people. Um, at one point they're in a Bigfoot diner and they see a, a flyer for a missing woman and they comment on that. Which I like that. Yeah, no, it's good. And that that that'll play in a little bit later in the movie, and then. They're, you know, they get some ominous warnings. The guy who comes up to him when he's fake interviewing the Bigfoot statue. Um, they interview some people singing songs about Bigfoot. Yeah. Folk and musicians. And then, like you said, the guy talking about the dog who doesn't really want to talk about the attack. And then, so then they head out to the actual, um, the, and I, sh- I guess we should have said the whole thing is based on the original Bigfoot uh, fake Bigfoot. Well, fake, I guess, is a subject. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> the original Bigfoot footage from like the 60s or 70s. So they're going out to that site in the woods. So uh, after they leave town, they drive out to this site and um, they, I think they hit a fork in the road, right? In yeah. The path, and a guy mm-hmm. comes up and confronts them and basically threatens them, says, you need to turn around. Don't come down here, blah, blah, blah. He's really aggressive. He leaves, and then the guys, like, you know, they soldier on, of course. They park their car, and then finally, you know, and 50 minutes into the movie, you're in the woods, right? Right. Um, and then, what, they do a little bit more exploring. They set up their tent. They do a little bit more exploring. They come back, and their tent has been... Uh, taken down yeah not destroyed right it's It's just been like smushed yeah and their stuff's been thrown everywhere right he finds us he finds one of his socks on the tree that's right oh yeah they go skinny dipping that's right that's you yeah they went skinny well he Um, went skinny dipping and then they and so that is all leading up to the big the big scene that everyone's talking about uh and and that scene is a 
20 minute long uncut scene of them sitting in the tent right um and it starts with it starts with him a, hearing it, something no it starts with the proposal right or oh yeah befo- maybe before right before it Cuts. I think it cuts. Yeah, I think yeah. It, yeah it, he proposes. So, sort of the beginning of that scene is the proposal, and that's something I wanted to talk about re- just real quick. Okay. Be, uh, I, I just wanted to get your take on it. All right. Because I didn't, th- you know, it, it's it's not bad in any way. It's not acted poorly, but it seems it seemed very like artificial. You know what I mean? It seemed very like, it almost seemed like a scene taken from a different movie, to me. Yeah. So well, he he proposes to his girlfriend, and she says no, basically. Right. And and I feel like part of that for me speaks to the kind of mixed tone of the film, mm-hmm. where I wish that Bobcat uh, would have committed to one thing or another, especially with the male character. Like if he was a true Bigfoot aficionado. I don't think that he would have proposing to his girlfriend (laughs) on his mind. He would have going and making this documentary and filming, you know, trying to refilm the footage, I guess, or find Bigfoot. But I think that also kind of plays to the like mythologizing that he's done of this, of this specific location and the Bigfoot myth as in like, this is like the biggest moment of his life being in this spot. And so he's going to capitalize on that by proposing yeah. to his girlfriend. But but again, I feel like that's that again speaks to that character not being drawn well enough because I didn't get the sense that he cared that deeply about this spot. You yeah. know, I, I guess, I guess he does show some of that kind of commitment earlier in the city scenes with some of the things that he says Mm -hmm. and how fiercely he defends her, like getting the terminology, right. Mm -hmm. Doesn't she, she keeps calling Bigfoot something. Oh, that's right. right. Like a derogatory. Yeah. I can't remember now, but that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, she's, she keeps talking about leprechauns, leprechauns. Right. right. And he gets like really defensive. So I I guess, I guess there is something that it's just to me, I, I wish that, they would have sketched him out to maybe be more of an unhinged Bigfoot fanatic mm-hmm. than a guy who has his stuff together and is thinking about this as like, this space to me is both sacred and also I am going to capitalize on it and propose to my girlfriend, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, so to, to me, it it felt weird, I guess, for slightly different reasons. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. It it did feel kind of disjointed. Right. And then so that scene ends with her more or less saying no amicably and pro- and proposing that they just move in together, right? Yeah. And then it ends with uh the scene that I think probably has to be on every single found footage movie where he's like playfully trying, trying to, to videotape yeah. them having sex. Right. Um and then it at the, and then it cuts right and then and then the next thing is the camera cuts on and um because they've heard something in the woods right and that is the beginning of a 20 minute long uncut scene of them sitting in the tent and hearing noises in the woods that for me was uh, awesome it just worked really well mm-hmm. 
and and thinking about it now i don't know if that scene would i i I think that would work in the theaters right especially if you've got other people who are being jumpy but one of the things that made it creepy to me is you know it's just me and you sitting in this room completely dark room it feels a little bit more intimate than if you're in a theater full of people yeah and i guess the one thing about the theater would be kind of having the surround sound aspect which we we didn't have here so if you could hear like the you know sticks being banged you know coming behind you from a little bit may have been nice Mm -hmm. um yeah to me that whole scene worked beautifully too because it didn't feel staged stagey right even though it was clearly the most staged moment of the whole film um because they knew they're going to be trying this long take and they need to build the action you know themselves because all these two people are doing is hearing moaning right. which at times does sound just like maybe yeah. bobcat goldthwait right. outside going Ooh, yeah it literally Ooh. the 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 long moans literally just sound like yeah some guy standing outside and just going like oh <laughs> he does hold it for a pretty yeah, impressive for a long time but it's still time yeah and so i think there's that and i feel like with found footage horror, you either need to do this way where you have the slow build or you mm-hmm. need to do it the Blair Witch way where still to me one of the scariest moments of in film is the scene where the attack the the, the tent gang attacked mm-hmm. and then one of them and I think it's the girl in Blair Witch grabs the camera and runs out of the tent mm-hmm. and you just have this swing camera with a light on it as she's running through a field yeah. screaming and that action just comes out of nowhere kind of you know mm-hmm. you're there people are hitting the tent and then you're you're out and so they're using found footage and player witch to be short and it you know terrified and kind mm-hmm. of turned up to 11 when when it's nighttime scenes like those are not long scenes in Blair witch and Bobcat has reversed it and kind of shown, I guess, what maybe people were scared to do with found footage, which is that you can have an extended horror scene. You know, it does not just have to be spliced and cut and short. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what works so well in this scene, I think, is that it's not it's not a scene full of jump scares. Right. I mean, there is, a, I think, a moment where something like crashes into the tent, maybe towards the end. Yeah. but even then it's more of like even well even then it's it's it you know that this thing is getting closer to the tent because it's making noises and then it is more or less like it's a little bit more than a, like a brush but it kind of maybe trips over the tent whatever it is um but there's no real jump scares it's it's mostly just you're watching this couple sit in a tent and occasionally you're hearing some like creepy sounds you know wood wood clapping um uh, you know the moans eventually you hear like a woman start to cry um yeah and it's just 20 minutes of that more or less and then it and then it and then it ends right like it ends with um it ends with they, they're debating whether or not to turn off the light and right as it comes closer i think she um it, convinces him to turn the light off right and then it crashes into the tent and they turn the light back on and then it's and then the whatever it is runs away right right i think they hear it run away um 
but even hearing hearing but like recounting that like i can appreciate that just on like a creative level right yeah but hearing you recounting that those scenes in blair witch still freaks me out yeah and how how much of that do you think is because in blair witch you're dealing ultimately even after the watching the movie you're still dealing with an unknown element you don't know what's outside of that tent right right and in willow creek you know it's either bigfoot which for me personally is not scary because i don't believe in bigfoot or you're dealing with like river people or just like hillbillies are trying to play who are trying to play pranks on them you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. as much as 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 much as the it build it does a good job of building the tension i was never like really scared like i was in in blair witch or maybe you know unnerved yeah you know what i mean yeah i feel like there's something to that in the sense again that maybe they did not build up the threat of bigfoot the, right. the way that they could have in the in the city you know you have that guy telling the scene about his dog but he won't confirm there's an attack or what he right. saw. And you're like, that was a prime example to kind of interview maybe a guy who, you know, had one of his children taken or something. Yeah. And, th- and this is what he's terrified about the legend. And this is what, you know, he found in searching for a child or, you know, found scraps and what wh- or bones scattered, you know, just something to give us a sense of what, they feel Bigfoot does with Blair Witch. You have the legend of Coffin Rock. You have oh, the guy, I forgot his name, who would kidnap children. Mm-hmm. You have the Blair Witch herself, you know, and yeah. a description of her in the beginning. You have the threat clearly laid out and the mystery more well defined than in this one, where we still think of Bigfoot as maybe silly. You know, Harry and the Hendersons, you know, still exists. I think you need to take into account that funny representations exist. You need to better establish the alternative vision of that Bigfoot. Um, I don't know if he did that as well, but that does not discount that long scene and the, the, the tension that you feel from it. Yeah, yeah, the the long scene is great, but I think ultimately, the, it, yeah, it suffers from the biggest problem, which is the the pacing of the movie. It just is, like I said, it's 50 minutes in town, then you get this more or less 20-minute scene, and then you have 10 minutes at the most. Maybe it's more like five to eight minutes left of the movie where, after you know, that. after that scene, they wake up, they film themselves saying, we're getting out of here, they start to get out of there, and... Two minutes, two minutes later, they're hearing noises during the daytime. And then two minutes after that, it's nighttime again already. And and then it ends with them being attacked by something. Um, you see uh, the camera swings up a little bit and you see like this uh, naked woman standing in front of them who was the woman sobbing in the middle of the night, who I think right. is more or less the one who is missing. supposed to be the woman who was missing, suggesting that the Sasquatch are, you know, taking the women for whatever purposes. Um, but I mean, and as quick as that description is, that's more or less as quick as how the movie ends, you know? And I feel like, like you said, 
if they would have established maybe more time of them before the tent, like finding stuff in the woods of like yeah. maybe just like trees that were ripped ripped apart or something like that or yeah. like dismembered animals or something. Um, so if for, for, for me, the most disappointing of the part of the movie was just the end because like especially after that scene you're you're expecting like more 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 of the same i think and really what you get is like a five minute finale um and and it also like and i never had i think they did a really good job of um throughout the whole movie addressing the issue of why are they filming this without actually addressing that you know right, what I mean? and then at the attention. end at the very end where they when they're being chased like it's just them huddled up against a tree and the and they're filming themselves like there's a there's a light on the camera and the camera is focused solely on them and it just is like I, I all of a sudden i'm thinking like you've got some sort of creature bearing down on you and you're 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 filming yourself like what that didn't make any sense to me yeah yeah i agree and i also didn't like when um they do the montage of bigfoot picking up the camera and then learning how to film and then filming his family. <laughs> right. And uh, that felt just way out of left field. Yeah, and they're all, like, making fun of regular people. Exactly. And, yeah. And he's apparently doing some kind of stand-up routine, and he's filming himself <laughs> doing it, and he can't understand a word. It's just grunting. And uh, No, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think I think the ending um, is truncated, and I feel like Bobcat maybe thought that it was interesting to – have that long scene and then balance it out with a short one, right? Yeah. So, so kind of and creating that tension, I guess, is interesting. But it, it didn't work in the sense of also it utilizes a trope that, although is more fitting in this movie than I've seen in others, where you have the person getting dragged. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was honestly a little disappointed that he didn't. Uh, update that a little bit yeah. you know like maybe drag for a bit and then something comes in the frame or we yeah. see kind of what bigfoot does to this person um you know because the dragging is effective but you know i've seen it in right a hundred horror movies so yeah and there's also no visual evidence or there's no visual sighting on camera of Bigfoot, Bigfoot at all. There's not even like a blur. There's not even like a stray hair. Just nothing. Yeah. And that, well, he does find, remember, he does find hair in the morning. Yeah. He finds, that's true. Uh, but, but I agree, uh, you know, and I felt like he could have played up the tension of mm -hmm. maybe this isn't Bigfoot. Maybe yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Maybe that is because he wants to play off the idea that maybe this isn't bigfoot maybe this is you know just a group of deranged hill people um but it just kind of drops that in there but he kind of leaves it yeah and i think we both ultimately agree that it is bigfoot right i mean there's nothing that could it's not bigfoot it's bigfoot big, big feet. or big feet yeah um it's multiple i mean yeah so that's that's really all i had on willow creek L like i said i liked it it was good but there were some aspects that I thought were disappointing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like um, I sound maybe more negative than I feel about yeah. it. It's it's right now like I keep a little letterbox to count mm -hmm. and keep track of movies that I've seen. I've seen 
you know, good amount of movies this year so far. And it's like right in the middle, you know, it's, it's not um, bad. I think I was just, especially with Bobcat Goldthwaite, who you think is going to be more interested in subverting, you know, genres that he takes on. Mm -hmm. He, he kind of dealt with this one straight on and he does it well, but I, and I think I mentioned this to you after we watched it. I kind of feel like I wish I was a millionaire so I could call him up and be like, Hey, here's, you know, what you need? 5 million. Yeah. Like here's 5 million, go out there or 3 million and, and make the Bigfoot movie that I know you can because yeah, you know, I feel like with maybe a little more money, a little more time, he maybe could have fleshed this out a little more and really, re- really done something truly terrifying. Yeah. As, as it is, it's, it's a good uh, suspense film. Um, it's definitely one of the better found footage movies and I'm a sucker for found footage. So I've seen a lot and, um, and I, I hope he comes back to this, maybe not the Bigfoot, but at least horror one more time. I'd like to Mm -hmm. see what he does with maybe another idea. Um, I, uh, I listened to an interview with him. So the Apple store. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you, um, if knowing that, bobcat actually believes that bigfoot is real if that changed your view of the movie at all honestly i was really happy to hear that yeah you know i thought that 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 did change it a little bit and for for the better um that you know he was a guy who wasn't just parroting this culture right or looking to do that and that he was interested in the mythology at least to some extent yeah I don't think like he conveyed that again as well as he could have in the first half. Yeah. So that's Willow Creek. Um, but until next time, can I, can I, can we switch it up a little bit? Sure. Until next time you are blizzard with nine Z's Mm -hmm. at, at blizzard with nine Z's. That's right. And then you can do mine and you are at things, things come right. Yeah, switch it up every now and then, you know. <laughs> yeah, keep sure. it keep it fresh, keep yeah. it interesting. That's how you keep uh, relationships alive. That's right. Mm-hmm.